Hi, everybody. This is Courtney Stanley, and welcome to another exciting episode of Dare to Interrupt, a listening experience where you have the chance to overhear unfiltered conversations between the event industry's most influential, successful, and daring women. Throughout their careers, these women have dared to interrupt conversations and societal expectations to hustle toward their greatest levels of success. I am super excited because today we have not one, but two phenomenal guests with us here on Dare to Interrupt. Both of these women have played incredibly inspiring roles in mentoring me and coaching me to go after what I really want and to push myself to build my own business. So I would love to introduce you to Dahlia Elgazar. Dahlia is a tech evangelist and idea igniter with her own company, Dahlia Plus. And Shannon D'Souza, who is actually one of my own business coaches, and she is a sales and marketing strategist for her own company, D'Souza On Demand. Hi, Dahlia and Shannon. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it's great to have you, Lee. <laughs> So I feel like we should be in a shisha corner somewhere actually doing this. Yes. Yeah. I would love to have just a, a little fun with some hookah with the two of you. I know that's a tradition of ours and always a good time. Traditions are good. I think so too. Well, welcome to the episode. I'm really excited to have you both on here. And as I was explaining in this intro here, you two are women who have totally rocked the industry. And I think I want to make sure the audience knows how awesome you are because you have thrived in the sector of technology within the events and hospitality industry. So not only have you really climbed the ladder as a woman in this industry, but you've also climbed the ladder in a sector where it's even more heavily dominated by male leaders at the top or male founders, and you've crushed it too. So Dahlia, I would love to hear a little bit about how you actually even started your company, Dahlia Plus. So um, the way it came about was uh, twofold. Basically, um, one was I was working at OnPeak. Um, so I was a VP of marketing there. And um, I ended up at a leadership uh, institute summit, which was with IAEE. And um, it was a two and a half day summit with 30 other peers. And the, the moderator or the facilitator, which is Eric Burton, he said, you have to put a flight plan together. And with the flight plan, you are supposed to mark a destination, uh, obviously an origin, and think of yourself as a flight. And you know what are the challenges, turbulences that you will face as well as who you will have within your tribe or community that will support you and have this be a successful flight. Um, and with that destination is it needs to also have a definite time of arrival. I and love that. we, I love we that. yeah, we wrote down our flight plan and my flight plan was, so this was in 2011. My flight plan was, um, in 2012, I was going to start my own agency and it scared the shit out of me. Um, and mm -hmm. you know, at that time, um, I was a mom with two little kids, um, Ruth, my husband, um, and you know, a lot of people know that, um, he's been ill quite a bit. He's chronically ill. 
um, with several different things and he was getting ready to have brain surgery. And so um, it, it all came together. Um, but I think what, what really made it like solid was that I wrote it down. And um, that's one tip that I would give to anybody if you're gonna take leap of faith, if you're going to do you know, anything that scares the crap out of you is to write it down. And that way it comes into fruition and that it's not just a thought. Yes, um, and it's visual, you've proclaimed it. Exactly, and, you, you, and if you say it out loud, it's as if, you know, and I'm not being touchy-feely, but I do believe in this, that uh, people from the woodworks will come and support you and the universe will support you. And I've always believed that. That's how, 100%. That's how I, I came to see you guys. You're part of the clan, the tribe, et cetera. So it turned out that on peak, um, I had a huge believer in, in Michael Howe, my, my CEO at that time, when he's like, I'm your first client. And that's how it came about. The, the plus in Dahlia Plus, you know, when Google Plus was a thing and it was <laughs> right back in the day. So, so like, my, my, good try, Google. Good try. Exactly. So my, my thing was like, oh, I'm as cool as Google Plus. So the, the plus is actually me being able to, one thing that I also wrote down is I will only work with people that bring me joy and, and, and happiness and I, that I love to work with. And, um, and I make a list of people that I want to, you know, contact, connect and work with every year. It's, it's part of my vision board. Um, and I sometimes go like off center. This is why you guys look at me and, you know, sometimes and say, how the hell did you make a partnership with my intent? You know, it's like, that was on the list. This is where you, <laughs> part of the flight plan is like, you know, who, who do you want in your first class business class and economy class, if you will. So who's going to take the seats and that becomes part of your adventure. Um, but, uh, and it's evolved tremendously. Um, I'm in growing stage right now, which also, again, scares the shit out of me one more time, you know, right. so, um, but it, but it's, it, it's all good. You, you just have to really believe that, um, that you can do it and, and seek the, the way and the people that will help you make it happen. Yeah. Awesome. I love that you call it an adventure too. I think, it's so easy to think about success as a job. It's something that you have to do that whether you do it with passion or you just do it because you, you know, you want your paycheck. I think it's so much more fun to look at it as an adventure where you can really go on a ride and you can choose who sits next to you on that ride and, and which ride you get on next. I think that's a really cool way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the other part of it is you know, um, this is where you're able to, to collaborate or partner with people that are not afraid to tell you like it is. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are doing a crappy job in some way, shape or form, then that, that just makes you bigger and stronger. There's some people that cannot, um, cannot relate or cannot take that kind of critique. Um, I think that, that has to change, especially with, with women that, um, that instead of them having it ferment inside of them, they need more sounding board than ever before at this point in time. 
um, that, I mean, th that I think is something that, um, that we can offer them as the three of us, uh, to be honest, and oh. this podcast, this platform. Totally. I mean, so they're not alone. Um, yeah. a big, I think a big part of my own philosophy is it not to ferment with inside of me and it be, you know, I put it out to the universe. And like you said, as soon as you put it out there, then the energy starts attracting. Um, so I've been practicing positivity for about four years and I swear to you, it's changed my life. Um, the type of people I'm interacting with, the clients, the events, the projects, um, changed my life completely. How do you practice positivity? Oh, that's a great question. And that is something I am faced with every single day. Um, you know, every decision, every interaction, every email, every client, every phone call, things, situations arise. Um, and I think it's up to us to decide how we're going to react to that. Um, and so I try to react in a positive manner. So I'll give you an example. Um, a client is unhappy with some of the work, maybe a website work that we're creating for them. And then instead of being like, I put so many hours into this, this was amazing. You're not looking at it in the right way. Like, um, and then just completely shut down. I can look at it as feedback. I can understand where they're coming from. I can look at their vision and I can push myself to be better and improve. That's a positive reaction versus a negative mm -hmm. reaction. So mm -hmm. that's just like one example or with my husband, you know, like um, I expected him to go and do the groceries yesterday and he missed three items, which is like a very common occurrence. Really? That happens in Canada too? <laughs> yes. I thought, I, I thought Canadian husbands were different. Come on, man. <laughs> Maybe the other ones. Maybe the other ones. Like so, the, yes. the food is on the stove. The gas is on. You just have to turn it on, you know? Right, right. So yesterday, an example is I asked him to buy spaghetti sauce, but I asked him to also buy um, tomato paste. And so when he comes home, I'm, I'm like, oh, where's the tomato paste? And he's like, I got it. And I take it out and it's a can of spaghetti sauce. And instead of freaking out and being upset and talking about the negative history of like how he always forgets things and why don't I go and do it myself? And this is an extra stress for me. I just decided to like breathe through that and say, okay, we'll just add it to the list for next time. And I explained the difference between spaghetti sauce and <laughs> the puree or the tomato paste. Well, wait a minute, Shannon, how long have you been married, honey? Um, we have been married for almost five years and we've been together oh. for nine. And you're still in the honeymoon phase. But <laughs> I, I mean, I honestly, I've been, I've been married for 20 plus years. I actually lost count and I am okay with saying that out loud. But, um, you know, you get to a point where like you are still more diplomatic than what I would have done. But, um, you know, the whole blow up is is something that is of choice so to speak and you know i gotta say i i do sometimes blow up not sometimes quite a bit uh blow up quite a bit but it goes back to whether it's on a personal side like with your husband or with your kids or you know or with just life is, it throws you curves all the time or with clients so the amount of email drafts that i don't send is pretty you know significant I would say, yeah. <laughs> especially with, with clients, like you want to, you want to tell it to them as, as it should be, but then you take a step, you know, back and, and try to, uh, no way. Sure do you it, delete them after? <laughs> do I delete them? I have a couple of, I have yeah, a how couple many, of how them many still in draft emails? mode because I got to tell you, so 
some of them sound really kick-ass. Like, I'm like, I want to keep this little, you know. later. (laughs) Exactly. But um, one thing uh, about, you know, how to be positive is I'm actually reading a book right now called uh, um, Magic, which is by Rhonda Byrne, who wrote The Secret. I don't know if you guys remember that book. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's all about, like, how you create magic within your, your, your life. And, um, and, you know, it talks about like how kids have this unlimited imagination, adventurism, all, I don't know if that's a word, but that sense of adventure, um, that anything is possible, etc. And then, you know, as adults, you lose it, which totally makes sense to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Um, and to everybody else. And yeah. basically, it's like, how do you get that magic in different parts of your life, health, wealth, uh, family, friends, relationships, business, work, all of that good stuff. And it boils down to gratitude mm. and that you um, just become grateful and thankful for different aspects. And, and that abundance of gratitude, or when you say thank you, thank you, thank you to, um, to, to the people around you, things around you, things you take for granted, then the abundance becomes bigger. Mm. Um, and it's, it, it actually has 28, um, exercises that you do, uh, for 28 days so that it, that you sort of rewire your, your mind, your brain, um, to, to, um, to being more grateful. So like, you know, I don't know if you guys saw that, um, I think it was like a, a gif or like an image that was viral for a bit where it's like, um, stop writing, I'm sorry, or I apologize, and, and, and start writing differently. So instead of saying, oh, sorry, uh, I'm late and responding, like to an email, then you say, thank you for your patience. Oh, you okay. It, That's you know? interesting. And I, think, and I think women in general have this tendency of apologizing yes. a lot. Yes. You know, and, and if you look at it, it's like we're apologizing that we don't have enough time. We're apologizing that we, uh, so we forgot something. We're apologizing yeah. for um, whether it's a client or whether it's a family member or, or, or anything. Like if you think of it and it, and it comes out real clear in the way you write, right? Yes. Not only in the way you speak. And so it's like, I, and I tell my kids who uh, honestly, I mean, you know, Aisha and Lily, and they think I'm crazy anyway, but you know, I'm like, you have to, you have to flip it. You have to stop apologizing for asking too many questions or stop apologizing for not having, you know, um, the time to, to, to send an email or to finish something. And I think there's a lot of, of, of strength there. And I, there's also a lot of work that women especially in our industry, because our hair is on fire. We wear so many hats personally and professionally that that's one thing that we owe it to ourselves because in the end, um, you, you need to know that you should be grateful for yourself 200%. Yeah, I I totally agree. I I agree with that. And I think it is so natural for women, especially to apologize for anything and everything. One thing that I really admire about you, Dahlia, and you too, Shannon, is, is the way that you show up. So I get to, I'm lucky enough to see both of you, you know, at least 10 times a year and every single That's it? time. It's only 10 times. I, yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's more than Are that. Are you kidding? Every other week? Something like that? Yeah, sort of. 
road warriors. That's what we are. Um, but every, every time I step off the plane and I get to give you a hug, you always, both of you, you always have a huge smile on your face. And I know that you're balancing so much at home. And Dahlia, you mentioned, so you're raising two girls and they're both teenagers, right? Well, Lily acts like a teenager, but she is 12. (laughs) See, she's extremely convincing. So Aisha is 15, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So you're raising two pretty much teenagers. Shannon, I know you're raising a very young child. He's two? He's two two and a half. Two and a half. But he's a mini-me of Shannon, so like, (laughs) I don't think age has anything to do with him. No. No, they look exactly alike. No, I mean, personality-wise, that's, totally. I'm not talking totally. gorgeousness. I'm talking, like, you know, butting heads. She's, like, staring in a mirror right now. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's why I can't even be mad. <laughs> so you're doing, all, you're doing all of this. You're raising the mini-me's. And uh, Dahlia, you mentioned right at the beginning of the podcast that you also have a chronically ill partner. Yet... Yeah. You show up and you show up with the sun radiating from the smile that you bring and the energy that you bring to your team and to your clients. How do you do that? And I truly want to know because I feel like it just it's a mystery to me. How do you do it? How, how do you do it all and still show up the way that you show up? Well, it, it, it's, um, it's kind of self-serving and I'll tell you why. Like with everything that goes on at home, and then, you know, I show up with you guys or I show up with a client. Um, it's self-serving because I thrive and I feed off of energy. And so my, my, whole, my whole philosophy, and it, it, don't get me wrong, it took me a while to work this out because, you know, with Ruth being in the hospital on and off, and it's, it's for, I have a blurred line where all my professional, even clients or peers, they they are friends as well and i i enjoy that um that they know about the family and they know about when ruth goes in the hospital and uh about my kids growing up and when they meet them they know about them so i know some some others don't don't like that blurred line um i i thrive on that but what i was going to say was i thrive on on energy and, and, and this goes back to, in order for me to get the energy that I need to go on and to keep me sane, I, I, I need to show up and I need to give the energy in order to, um, to get it right back to me. So which it's, is um, true. It, it, which is which true. almost like a recharging station, <laughs> right? So you guys are all my battery packs, basically. But um, so and and I and I enjoy it. I enjoy um, I enjoy being there for people. I have a very. I work a lot on intuition, as well as I know when someone is in need of an energy boost, mm-hmm. um, whether it's within our team. Or whether it's someone you know that I I read a comment on their uh, on their Facebook, etc. But um, you know the, the the other part is I think that's what significantly significantly sets us apart because clients seek this these energizers for that's themselves. True. That's true. And you know I think that, that um, w- what it is it's 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 almost like a um, 
it, it's it's an effect. I don't know what the word is, but it's an effect where you 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 send off this energy, and and it will just propel forward, and mm -hmm. it will just keep on you know changing other people's perspectives, lives, minds. You know, make them feel that they're not alone. Um, and I don't have to. I both both of you. I don't have to tell you how many people have personal stories and personal stuff going on that all they need is someone to say, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? You know, what's up at home kind of thing and not leaving it only for um, work, work, work. And I bet you that if you look at your client list, most of them are probably friends by now for the two of you. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yep, building that connection and that bridge. And it is a ripple effect. It totally That's the word. <laughs> Ripple effect. Yeah, I was like, See, I, don't I read know. your I've mind. <laughs> yes, you read my mind. See, we read each other's minds. <laughs> well, I think what you're talking about in a way too is emotional intelligence. And I think that, I think a lot of women have a serious level of emotional intelligence that they don't even they don't tap into. They don't know how to actually harness that skill and really that power to be able to connect with people on a deeper level or to be able to empower people or lead a team or to even understand how to work the room or to be politically savvy in a you know huge corporation. I don't think that a lot of people understand what emotional intelligence is and how to actually use it. And I think, Shannon, I think you're actually a very emotionally intelligent person. And I know I've been super impressed with your ability to not only read what other people are, are thinking or what their next step is going to be, but to also know what your next step is going to be and how to really tap into that. I would say that is also a practice. Um, I think I received feedback very, very early in my career about listening to the room, only speaking when you have to, when you can provide value, being intuitive. Um, I'm really, really big on feedback. My undergrad was in speech communications, and we had to practice a lot of feedback um, from a very young age. And then that was supposed to, you know, veer into our actions and our words and how we treat other people. Um, I think another way of looking at it is being like political savvy um, and that kind of may come out as a negative perspective but I mean it as what it is in, in the workplace right um, so if you're connected to other um, co-workers or your boss and understanding the vision um, understanding relationships understanding how people work um, understanding people's strengths um, Dahlia is really really good at understanding her team strengths and how to put them on specific projects um, but it really comes down to listening and spending that energy on trying to listen and trying to improve. And so definitely that's one of the things that even with my clients understanding um, how can I help them, then I become an ally and a benefit to them and then they can't live without me. And then that's how my business has been able to grow. Let me ask both of you this. Is it necessary to be politically savvy in business? 100% yes. Um, I, and it comes down to me saying, you're listening. That's what being politically savvy is. You're just paying attention to the situation. You're paying attention to what people are saying. You're paying attention to strengths. You're paying attention to your interests and likes and dislikes. That to me is what politically savvy is. It's not by any means like trying to backstab, trying to get ahead of people, trying to like earn more money, trying to hurt people. 
um, it's to me, it's paying attention. What do you think, Delia? Yeah, I mean, I I think um, to be honest, I don't know if politically savvy is the right term, mm-hmm. but I I I I know where you're coming from, Shannon. I think um, the the art of of listening is is uh, very important, and I think people need to work on it a little bit more, to be honest. But um, I think it's also um, not not the only necessary thing. I think it's also the art of, of, and I know, I don't know why I'm saying art. It's the, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's the fancier. Of, uh, it, it is fancy. Oh my God. The art and science of listening. No. Uh, that. Like, um, but uh, I think the other part of it is the giving. That was, so, that's what I was going to say is the other important thing. Yeah. And, giving. Yeah. And so when I say giving, it's really um, showing up and listening and really like seeing what emotions come across a person's face or their voice when they're telling you a story, a challenge, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, even if you're talking about a marketing project and then all of a sudden you hear it in their voice, oh my God, I flip and hate my job. I hate my boss. You know, no one does anything like I do here. I'm doing too much. There's no money. They want everything. So you sort of tend to like with the art of listening. Yeah. The fancy way of saying it <laughs> is, is you also hear what they're going through personally. And I think that, that, um, that needs, that needs to be addressed quite a bit um, in my opinion, because everybody is going through something and the art, the, the whole idea of giving is then you are able to give, um, you know, attention. You're able to give advice without being overbearing. You're able to give, um, you know, even introductions or uh, having them, you know, team up with someone maybe that's uh, a neighbor of theirs or someone they can go to lunch with, et cetera, or can help them out with something. And there's no strings attached to it. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I think that that being able to just give to people selflessly, just being there to listen and support helps you really build a tribe. And I think yeah. that, um, I know we, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording today, but we talked about how our industry is so huggy and so lovely to one another. And we just, we, we love seeing each other and we truly are a family in a way. And I don't know that we necessarily see that in a lot of other industries. And I think that's something that's really special to us. But I will also say that I think there are definitely people within the industry that don't feel like they have that tribe of people, you know, that supports them or that they can equally support. So how, what advice would you give the women specifically maybe who don't have a tribe and just want to find their place and their people, whether that be a mentor or whether that be a friend? I mean, I'm, I'm going to flip it over to you, Courtney. If you're having this platform and this podcast, and that's what this is all about, why aren't you creating the community? Well, I think that is, I think that's the goal for me. I think it is to create this community of women who are excited to have real conversations and for them to be able to experience 
this podcast and to understand that what they're going through is relatable. And even if it's not, you know, a structured, like here's the, here's the Courtney club where we're all, all of my listeners are living. It's, it's knowing that we are creating a community through these types of conversations and that the conversations carry from just listening to an episode to bringing something up at a dinner with girlfriends that you heard on an episode or, you know, maybe at your next networking event, practicing some of the things that we're talking about here. So my, my goal for this is to help teach people to build their own success and to build their own tribe and to really just pay attention to the lessons that people like you and Shannon are teaching us because I think they're so, so important. Yeah, I mean, I I actually foresee you, you know, with with your listeners, perhaps uh, building like a closed face group, Facebook group or something where it's 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 okay to be, you know, um, vulnerable, ask questions. A lot of times, women in our industry don't want to, um, you know, talk about their challenges, their personal stuff because they're afraid they're going to be tagged. Um, especially mm-hmm. by others that are in their organization yep. or leadership will know about it, then they'll be, you know, f- um, I don't know, like flagged at, at work, you know, yep. unstable, this is happening. And, you know, I mean, I, I love our industry. I love our world, our universe. Um, and like the three of us were t- talking, I honestly, every single time we go to one of our other shows where we're doing, you know, whatever, tech bar, LinkedIn, what have you, medical, uh, industrial, professional, I don't see the amount of love yous, hugs, kisses, you know, the true authentic, like love that we show to each other as we do in our industry. And, And that's a real thing. And I think that's why people live in our universe for as long as they do. It's like, I keep telling everybody, especially the young ones coming in and they're like, oh, so happy and giddy. Oh, I'm going to be in the events industry. I'm like, you know, it's like Hotel California. You can never (laughs) check out. You will never (laughs) check out. You will go from flipping planner to supplier to supplanner, back to planner, back to consultant doing whatever, but you will stay in this universe. It's so true. (laughs) You know, it's home. it is. It's right back to that song. It's Hotel California. So there you go. Um, but the the thing about it is, I think they need like maybe, um, and I've seen a couple of groups, uh, private groups bubble up on Facebook, um, where it is uh, women supporting women um, in, the, in, in the industry, whether they have personal stuff going on, and they just need a place to vent. Or, you know, they're dealing with health issues or they're dealing with, they don't want to be alone. Like, you know, um, it's the same with parents. Like the biggest, I think one of the biggest Facebook groups out there is for parents. It's called Grown and Flown. Oh, Um, And it's like, it's like, it's, I want to say it's like 1 million people. It's not, but it's like close to it. And it is everybody just, just tapping others on the shoulder and saying, how do I do this? What do I do here? All of that. And I think that's what we need in our industry. Hmm. All right. I'll do it. Yeah. So let's talk flight plan, Courtney. So when is your due date and when, by when? Right. Yeah. And who's going to be in first class with me? <laughs> I'm, I'm first class. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, okay. There you All go. right. I'll pilot. I'll pilot. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh man. Well, so before we wrap, <laughs> this has been a really awesome conversation. And to be honest, I feel like there needs to be a part two, part three, part four, and so on, because I feel like we have so much to talk about. But I want to just bring it back and ask you both one final question. And that question is, if you could give one piece of advice to the women within this industry, and it could be about anything, what do you think they need to hear or should hear? So Shannon, maybe we'll start with you. Totally. So the very first thing that came to my mind, and I'll speak to the women in our age group, Courtney, um, don't take your foot off the gas pedal because you see having a family you know, in the horizon. Um, I got this advice from an older cousin of mine, and it's so true that you can't, I, I don't want to say you can do it all because nobody can do it all, um, but it is possible for you, you know, to have a, a loving family, a loving marriage, um, you know, children, a career that you are interested in, but it may take some reorganization. And that's really what my story is all about, is just how to, how I'm, constantly trying to figure out balance, um, but it takes a lot of self-care and self-love and effort, I would definitely say. Um, but, but don't just stop because um, you want to have a family or you want to get married and you feel like you can't make it all happen or work or just think about it from an organization perspective. You know, when you get groceries and you have to put it into, you know, your stuffed cupboard and, and refrigerator. Uh, you just reorganize, you throw out what doesn't work, and then all of a sudden, boom, it works. That's awesome. That's really awesome. And I think a lot of people need to hear that because there is this big question of, can I do both? Can I have children? Can I have a thriving career? Can I do everything I want to do? So I think that's really great advice. Dahlia, lean on what your partner. Lean, sorry, lean, on, lean your partner. on your partner. Lean on your partner. You're not in this alone. You didn't get pregnant by yourself. There was another person, right? So, <laughs> yes. even, if, even if the tomato sauce is not tomato paste, just exactly, exactly, just swallow it, and you'll you'll be at the grocery store in like forty eight hours for something else, anyways. Yeah, yep, totally true. makes sense. And our next episode will be called "Birds and the Bees" with Shannon D'Souza. <laughs> Delia, what about you? What would your one piece of advice be? So, one piece of advice is. Uh, like, um, be good to yourself and be, mm -hmm. take it easy on yourself. Um, and maybe those are two pieces of advice, but, um, you, you need to stop being so critical of what you do, how you do it, how much you think you're doing or how much you're not doing. Um, I think women have a tendency of looking at the, a to-do list and saying, um, I didn't do enough or I didn't do the right things, or- and Every day, really, and, every and, day. Every day, and, and, and the funny thing is we do it to ourselves because what happens is you start with a to-do list and then you actually add on to it and you don't get the stuff that you were focused on doing out of the way first. You just keep adding on to the to-do list. And the flip side, which I started doing is I started putting a list of what I did do. So like even that simple email or text message to um, your kid's teacher, 
or um, you ordering, you know, party favors because there's a party coming up on the weekend and or a, a birthday gift or, you know, paid the bill or, you know, did a doctor's appointment or um, went and reached out to five people. I have this thing of on my to-do list every week. I, um, I reach out to five people just to check up on them. That's it. Or I, look awesome. at my, or I look at my camera roll because you know how many selfies we take, right? Oh my so, gosh. Yes. <laughs> so, so I look at my camera roll and I do a throwback by taking a look at like, oh, I had a selfie with, you know, Derek. Let me send it and shoot it to him and say, remember this? And that's it. That's it. That's all I, I do. And so you, you need that's to, awesome. you know, because that actually enriches your soul. You know, it, it, it makes you, it's a feel good. So the stuff that makes you feel good, do more of it. Self-care, um, reaching out to people that you haven't like, you know, heard from or uh, know what they're up to. Um, that makes you feel good or being there. And all of a sudden you're reaching out to, you know, Courtney or Shannon or, or Derek. And all of a sudden they needed someone at that moment. Has that ever happened to you? When at that moment someone says, oh my God, you reached out to me at a time when I needed someone. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, one of my former colleagues, Bentley, I'll give him a little shout out here. He had this weird intuitive knack for knowing exactly when I needed to hear something and exactly what to say. And it was a little bit freaky, but I totally credit some weird universal connection and it always made me feel better. Always. Yeah. So I, I say, take it easy on yourself because you, you matter to so many different people and it's not it's not governed by a to-do list or by an accomplishment list at all yep so beautiful i agree well ladies it has been a (laughs) tremendous privilege i think my favorite part of this podcast was talking about spaghetti sauce so i look (laughs) forward to you right Right. So please Google before you shop the difference between tomato paste and tomato sauce. But thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. And thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in to hear the next episode of Dare to Interrupt and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you, everybody. And we will see you next time.